DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. We're joined now by BYU football coach Kalani Sataki. Kalani, good morning. What's going on, gentlemen? How you doing? Well, you know, on the one hand, everything's going on. On the other hand, nothing's going on, but I don't need to explain that to you. You're living it just like the rest of us. I am curious as I talk to coaches these days, because this is a time of year when you, you know, you've got uh, spring football going, or if you're a school that goes early, maybe you're wrapping spring football up, and you're telling guys, hey, you got to go out and work on your own, and there's probably a lot of uh, parents of high school kids listening now, and those kids should be working out on their own. How do you do that now, do it well, and yet be safe, given all the guidelines we're hearing? I think the line of communication is the most important thing. It's just uh, staying in touch with our guys our position coaches, our staff, and then everyone being involved with each other as far as using texting and, and phone calls and Zoom and all these great uh, technology things that we have going on that can help us uh, connect with each other. And so that's been the, the one thing is keeping a daily contact with our players and and uh, just more than anything, just checking up on them. You know, I, I don't know if it's, it's really important for us to, you know, get a checklist of things that they've done the entire day, but I think it's important for us to just let them know that we're there for them, and at least we can be a constant part of their life as, as far as keeping that communication open always. Speaking of Zoom, are you grateful we're not on Zoom and we're on radio so you don't have to see my nostrils? <laughs> that, that was actually a fun part of it, man. I, it was really cool. I miss seeing all the media faces that, that, that cover um, BYU football, and it was really nice to see everyone in, in, in uh kind of connect again even though it was through zoom we had to take our turns uh you know you work in the mic and and the mute button that some of us struggled with but uh your nostrils were really well groomed and 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 trimmed nicely so uh, that wasn't even a problem for us but you looked really comfortable on that pk <laughs> yeah, I, like i said before you know you're a diva when you when you're 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 really uh mindful of your own nostril hair length and and uh the way it looks so i'm, I'm really impressed with uh the upkeep that that pk has on his uh, his own you know his own body the manscaping that he does <laughs> the best part was that for you know obviously this is for the media only so there are a lot of people who didn't see it so our producer jake hatch decided to grab a screenshot of it and put it up on social media so that everybody could enjoy it slash be horrified at the same time <laughs> I, and I think everybody in the media knew what PK was trying to do, and and you know it, it's it's really fun getting in, to know everybody in the media. But I think PK has that that personality that's genuine and real, and it didn't surprise anyone. But it was it was something that that I missed just having all the different personalities involved and in, in talking talking ball. And it was it was kind of a nice return to the to the norm for a little bit, you know, even though it was a well, forty five minute session. It just Whatever we can do to to, to keep working with uh, people that promote sports within the state, especially that helps BYU and our and our program, I, I'm always down for. So it was it was nice to have that time together, and I'm excited to be on the radio with you guys this morning. So, have you sent most of your so, pl- players back with their families? Yeah, well, we we've uh, given the direction to try to do that. There's some that that uh, uh, feel more comfortable here, and we've been able to take care of them and. Uh, I think there's a, there's a high number of players that we have that are local that that have kind of kind of gone between their their apartment and their homes, and I think they're they're doing a good, great job practicing social distance. You, you know, just trying to find ways to keep their families safe and uh, knowing that that uh, you know how this uh, 
how this this virus affects um, older people and affects the people that have respiratory problems. So I think our, our players are mindful of that, and I've been really impressed with their maturity and the way that they're handling themselves. And, and uh, between now and the end of the semester, I think we'll have more guys when their contracts runs out at their apartments and places that they stay that we're trying to make that transition. And um, some may stay here, we feel more comfortable here, though the way that our school has been able to take care of them and, and all their needs, whether it's in the training room or academics or, um, you know, even even with some food and then the things that they're able to, to get done here. So I think that we've given them the opportunity to do that and be comfortable and, and uh, let them kind of govern themselves from where they feel more most most uh, most comfortable being taken care of. As you head into training camp, and hopefully that's in August when we get to that point, we'll find out. But as you approach that and the start of that, how will this no spring ball affect the quarterback competition? I don't know if it'll affect it that much. I mean, I think that it delays uh, some of the things that we were, you know, we were getting Baylor back. He's getting healthy again. And, um, Jaron was starting to really come along. Zach was doing some great things. Um, starting to have do some things. He just seems a lot more settled and 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 um, more comfortable in the scheme and and more connected with our players. So it just seemed like you remember he had that injury last year, so he had some time to. to this is this is something that he and the year before he was a true freshman, so it was nice for him to kind of be comfortable kind of going into spring with with a kind of a at his own pace and 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 uh you know we saw some huge improvements from all three of those guys in spring but i i i think that once we get to the fall we'll feel we kind of have an idea of where we're headed and and the guys that we have that can help us win and and knowing uh sometimes the way football works if we feel comfortable with the depth that we have at that position and other positions as well so, uh, return missionaries coming back. Some may be assigned somewhere else, but this is a lot of players all at once. Obviously, there's scholarship limitations. You can't take them all at once. You probably can't even take them all in January. You'll have another recruiting class, plus these kids coming in. How do you sort through all these kids in a competitive environment when other schools, whether it's uh, Big Sky, Mountain West, or Pac-12, other schools are bound to come calling? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I just I was on the phone with a couple of uh, uh, return missionaries this morning, you know, and, and uh, I think that's the most important part is talking to them and their families about uh, where things sit right now, and, and and you know, right now we we don't have much to tell them even with school because uh, you know we had an announcement yesterday that spring semester um, here at BYU is going to be also uh, online and and no classes on the side of the campus, so. Uh, knowing that, we we have to kind of work with these things case by case, and and uh, you know ask for their patience and understanding is what I was I mentioned yesterday. But that's something that that we have to uh, really work with, and and I think we have some really good families and, and great recruits that, and, and returning players that they understand what the situation, and uh, I I know they want to get out there and be and be competitive and help us win again, and uh, we'll just have to kind of go through it day by day as as we work closer to. To the season. I know that last year there was a grad transfer that could have helped you, but he couldn't get into school. He went someplace else and had a big season. What's the status of being able to get grad transfers into BYU? Well, as it sits right now, you know, with DHC coming over and signing with us, that was a really cool um, 
chance for us to get a, a jump start on on it with with getting him into in the graduate program and we had the biology department really working well with us in that and and I think the earlier we get to know somebody in, in the admissions process, that's that's the obligation we have as coaches and as a, as a staff is to make sure that we search these uh, graduate transfers and and look at the transfer portal, see guys that fit our system and fit the school, you know, uh, off the field, the academics, and then definitely on the field. And and once we can get the the, the earlier, the better for us and put, put our, our admissions department in in a better situation. I think we're able to do that. A lot earlier with uh, with DHC and, and um, you know if, if anyone comes along the way it, it, they'd have to fit that cri- that criteria but also having a con- connection with the graduate department now that we we know what what each department's looking for and the timing of it all I think it's important that we don't put them in in a, in a, in a tough spot as well so we have to do our part as a coaching staff and then we're able to do that with DHC and and keep working with it and then I think just letting everybody know that there's a standard here and again in school and then and you have to meet that standard when it comes to GPA and test scores and things like that and they have to do their part it's just not as easy as just saying hey let's we like you the way you play let's get you in there's an ecclesiastical endorsement that needs to be taken care of as well so if we can get that done early as a coaching staff then it makes it a lot easier on the admissions process and and uh, then we can work together and then we've done that so far this year. BYU football coach Kalani Sataki joining us here. So the uh, PK was making this point earlier that when you look at what you've got coming back with the coaching staff, the key players that are coming back both offensively and defensively, the fact you've got multiple quarterbacks who have won games uh, as a college coach, and not just your time as a head coach at BYU, but go back to the jobs you've held as a position coach and as a coordinator at various schools, this kind of continuity is pretty rare in college football, isn't it? You've, you really got something this year in that regard. Yeah, I'm, I'm thankful that we have this, uh, the continuity that you mentioned and the number of return players that are, and, and depth and, and, and guys that have played experience time on the field and in games. And so we're in a really good situation now, and, and I feel comfortable with um, some of the things that we're doing as a team and as a program and having the one change, you know, being at the running back coaching job and, and – and, uh, what we did is, is uh, you know, Harvey's been in that room this entire time, the last two years with, with AJ. So that, that seemed like an easy transition there. And, and uh, things have been pretty smooth in keeping the staff here. You know, we've had some guys have had opportunities to go different places and have elected to stay here. And, and I'm thankful that I have, a, a, you know, a, an environment with our athletic director and, and the rest of our, our, our athletic department where we, uh, you know, our coaches feel really comfortable the fact that the, the fans embrace them and they feel really comfortable being here as coaches. Um, half our staff aren't members of the church, but they promote uh, the, you know, Jesus Christ as, as our Savior and they promote the mission of the church and the school. And so it, it makes things a lot easier. And then looking at the, how happy the guys are here working and the type of athletes that they get to work with, I think it's been a really cool thing to see that happen in the last four years. But uh, yeah, as, as long as we can keep things consistent and, and uh, keep working that way, I think we have a really good chance. Had some trouble last year, particularly as the season wore on, with your field goal kicking. What's the competition going to look like with that position when we get to camp? Yeah, I mean, every position is always uh, up for grabs, and, and, and you know, the, the guys have to play it out, and, and, and the competition, I, I will play the best. And it doesn't matter if you're a scholarship guy or, or a freshman or a senior or a walk-on. 
the best deserve to play, and it's my job as a coach to put them in a position to compete. We feel really good with with the addition of um, Ryan Rico as a, as a, a punter and a place kicker that we've added as a return missionary, as as, as well as Jake Oldroyd being with his powerful leg, being able to punt and place kick. Those guys can do that. There's going to be a competition for both the place kicking job and the punting job, and then. So far, what we saw in spring, I, th- I think it's going to be a, a healthy competition, and, and it'll be something that will be work well for us. And then, you know, we'll add a couple guys that, that will kind of get into the mix as we get closer to the season and closer to fall camp. We've heard a little bit about uh, how much recruiting has changed now uh, because you can't f- send guys out on the road and guys aren't going to be able to fly all over the country and track guys down. And, you know, you recruit in Hawaii and Arizona and California and Texas, so you got guys going everywhere. How much do you think that this can be permanent, that people look at the amount of time and money and the cost on guys' personal lives doing this and say, hey, let's narrow the travel windows up and let's let the technology you were talking about earlier in this segment take over and we can talk to guys on Zoom and we can text and we can call and, and maybe that's the direction we ought to go permanently? Yeah, I think, that, I think that's something that you can evaluate. I think it would be helpful to have to use technology and not have the same kind of recruiting windows that that we've had in the last 20 years because the recruiting has changed with the addition of the, uh, you know, the film. I remember back in the day, guys making their own highlights off of VHS tapes and then uh, that turned into DVDs and now everything is online streaming and you can just get it in real time, you know. And so uh, there's not really the, the search of getting out there and finding the, the diamonds in the rough and then, you know, just leaving no stones unturned the type of deal. Now it's more you know about everybody and you actually know about them at a young age. And so uh, for us, it's more of a, we have a, a unique uh, recruiting pool and then trying to see how guys have improved from one year to the next. Cause you guys remember as, as a sophomore in high school, the difference in the change that, that your body has gone through from that to your senior year. And uh, that happens a lot in, in, in the, in these young men. I mean, there's, there's some great athletes that all of a sudden go through this growth spurt of four or five inches and become a, a, a great prospect that in the past have been looked look past, looked over because uh, you, you don't anticipate that. But with the type of technology that we have now and the ability to talk to so many coaches and, and see so many, get so many eyes on on, on, um, on certain recruits, I, I think it's something that it makes evaluating a lot easier. And for us, it, it gets our, our uh, early jump on people and see how they can progress throughout their time. So you're right. The recruiting thing probably needs to be evaluated a little bit and see if there's a way that we can use technology to help us and get our, our hours to be more efficient as a, as a program. And I'd be all for that. So I'm wondering if you used any influence and got the athletic department to threaten Chad Lewis with his job if Chad didn't get his son-in-law, Matt Bushman, to return <laughs> for another season. <laughs> No, that listen. I'm gonna always want what's best for our players, and uh, our, our athletic directors the same way. And everyone that that we work with, uh, you know, we it's our job just to educate uh, guys like Matt Bushman and Kyrus Tonga on the situation that they're in, and and from the feedback that we get from NFL scouts, and then let them make their decisions. And then it's their job to research and get other opinions as well. And then, you know, looking at it, I think both of them had a future in the NFL, but I, I think both of them wanted, felt like there's something that they wanted to get done here, and they saw the opportunities that were going to happen from this year, so I I, uh, I think that uh, Chad definitely was influential in helping mentor some of these young men, and, and it's not just his son-in-law, but it's other people that 
I mean, we have a, a, an athletic department that, that has so many wonderful people to work with, and, and they're all, always willing, whether it's coaches from other sports or the administrators in our athletic department that are helpful. And a good number of them have played in the NFL and have had some great careers in, in college football. So uh, using those guys as, as mentors and getting advice from them is important. And they also, you know, it made it a lot easier because, you know, Chad is – father-in-law of Matt Butchman but I think the key with there was Emily and, and working with her and her being an athlete herself she she understands the uh, the grind of, of the NFL type of lifestyle because her dad went through it and so I think it's something that they could have waited on and there's some things that he wanted to get done this 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 season and really looking forward to Matt doing some great things for us but he's already done that as a, as a leader in our program and I'm just really proud to be his coach. Well, Kalani, as always, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for uh, checking in with us here in the middle of everything. Appreciate you guys. And I don't know if you guys are like me, but I'm getting a lot of spring cleaning done early here. But my kids reminded me, I don't know, why are we spending so much time cleaning the house when nobody gets to come over and visit anyway? So uh, <laughs> looks like we're going to play a little bit more here at, at, at the Sasaki Hall. Solid logic by your kids, by the way. I really like that. I'll be <laughs> I know. That. These kids are so smart. Back in my day, we just did what we were told. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, All right. There it is. Kalani Sataki, BYU football coach, joining us right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.